Ah, yes, good morning. It is the Gimme Zone right here on The Ref. I am Josh Elmer, joined by Matt Reynolds, joined by Brian Vineyard, and joined by all of you on this Saturday morning where we will talk some PGA Tour golf. We'll talk a little Oklahoma golf. Andy Dillard is slated to join us as well. Tyler Woodward from Jimmy Austin. And uh, I guess let's start here. Last week on the PGA Tour, did anybody see this train coming down the tracks? Let's do a little magic with a new wand. I'd like all the magic right now. It's looking good. And magic it is. Tom Hoagie goes to 19 under with four birdies on the second nine here at Pebble Beach. Okay, so I've got post-round audio from Tom Hoagie who captured his first career PGA Tour win last week at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. <laughs> but you guys got to hear this. This is – I don't know what year this is from with Tiger Woods, but this is hilarious. Tiger, this is probably unfair, but have you ever heard of Tom Hoagie? Do you know who it is? Would you recognize him? No, I wouldn't. What is it? Or him? Or what? I don't know. The guy you're p- tied with. No, I, I don't know. I, I've never met him, never seen him. Um, don't know anything about him. <laughs> I think a lot of people were that way last week with Tom Hoagie's win. First off, good morning, gentlemen. How we doing? Doing good, doing good. No, and it was uh, – Tiger summed it up in 2015 of those comments. When you're tied with a guy and you think it's a sandwich, that's probably what he thought it was. The reporter didn't help him, though, Brian, because the reporter said, do you know – Tom Hoagie. It wasn't like, do you know him? It was, do you know what a Tom Hoagie is? Yeah, you know, everybody thought it was a number seven at Jersey Mike's, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, he got the answer he was looking for, the reporter, right? Uh, he did. Memorable moment. Memorable moment, that's for sure. And then last week, Jordan Spieth, guys, he really, to me, he choked it away. Uh, if we're going to be honest about it, 17, he had the chance to really take control. He gets a four, comes up short in the bunker. And then Tom Hoagie does the opposite, gets to that birdie, and 17 was playing pretty tough all day. Well, it's amazing. Number 17 at Pebble Beach has changed the course of so many tournaments there. You go to Watson, to Nicholas. I mean, so many times the course of that tournament changes on 17 at Pebble Beach, and it reared its head again. It did. Strong wind. As we know here, uh, if you tried to play golf yesterday, shoot, you, you know what a strong wind is, that's for sure. Not to take anything away from Tom Hoagie, I thought it was awesome. I love seeing first-time winners on the tour, but I totally agree with you, Matt. I felt like Spieth coughed the thing up, and that's someone that you're waiting for that star power to reemerge in a big way. I mean, he was someone that was getting talked about in the likes of some of the best biggest names in golf history, the Tiger Woods, the Nicholases, the Arnold Palmers of the world. Is he going to get back to that point to where he's winning major championships again? Maybe, maybe not. Last week I think would have been a nice turn in the right direction for him in that department, but it didn't play out that way and winds up where Hoagie wins the thing. Afterwards, uh, Hoagie, by the way, with Amanda Balionis talking about his first PGA Tour dub. Here with the newest PGA Tour winner, Tom. You walked in, looked at this trophy, and said, it looks pretty good. It's <laughs> going to look even better in your hands. You were in the final pairing here last year, and now you are a winner right here at Pebble Beach. What did it take? What does it feel like? 
Feels pretty good. Um, almost a little bit in shock. I guess it's been so long since I've won anything, I forgot how to celebrate there on 18. <laughs> but um, it was a weird day because I felt like I made a few too many mistakes early on and was kind of out of it and looked up and I was still kind of right in the game there making the turn. So um, luckily made a few putts finally in the back nine. Jordan Spieth talked about how much he respects you in your game, but this is never an easy thing to accomplish. What type of work did it take to get here? And what type of life changer is this? Not just for you, but for your whole family. Yeah, you know, I've always kind of got myself in position and then just felt a little bit uncomfortable on Sundays out there. And so finally today, I felt great the whole day and felt real calm, um, kind of stand over those putts that you need to make on the stretch. But um, yeah, it's awesome. You know, you work through so many hard times and to be here and to finally pull one off um, feels incredible. I'm going to take this mic and you're going to take that trophy, Tom Hoagie. <laughs> awesome. Let's see it for the first time. There we go. <laughs> that looks pretty good, Jim, huh? I'm sure it has uh, such deep meaning to be able to lift that for the first time. Last time he actually lifted a trophy was on the Canadian Tour, the McKenzie Tour in 2011. He won the Canadian Tour Players Cup. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> yes, a good-looking trophy. And you got to get Jim's voice in there. So Jim mentioned 2011. That's when he first turned pro. He was ranked 803 in the world golf rankings. Uh, not so great. After the win last week, now 39. Because he's been playing, Brian, pretty well these first three, four events in that Hawaii swing. And he's kind of had that mojo, but he could never win. And so this, this win's a life changer. He's now three years guaranteed any PGA Tour event he wants to go on, he can go. Doesn't yeah, that's a big deal you mentioned, Matt. You know, Tom Hoagie illustrates the depth of talent on the PGA Tour. A guy that nobody has heard from, but he's been on a great hot streak. And if you play golf, golf, once you get on a streak, you can go for several months, several years. Try to keep it guys. as long as you can. Yeah, ride the wave. But for him, you know, get that exemption, that is a huge deal. Because if you look at the Corn Ferry Tournament this week, you're sitting there looking at the field, and it's loaded with guys that used to be on the tour that we've seen on the leaderboards before. Mm -hmm. Guys that have made a bunch of money. It is hard to keep your card out there. These guys are super talented. And, you know, Hoagie's right there again this week, right? Look at the leaderboard. You mentioned the official world golf ranking for Hoagie, his first year on tour. I don't know if you guys follow Kyle Porter and some of the work that he does. He's one of the golf voices that, probably I follow the most closely from CBS Sports. He listed out his official world golf ranking over the last 11 years for Hoagie. 803, 792, 628, 518, 262, 399, 394, 266, 240, 106, 110, and as you mentioned, Matt, now 39. So just kind of slowly over the years <laughs> creeping up, and obviously big win last week. A slow grind, and for those out there that don't know, the way you get into the Masters, there's two ways in pretty much. You either win a golf tournament or you're in the top 50 in the world. So he's got both to his name, and it'll be his first time playing Augusta, which i got to imagine that's pretty special. Yeah, I can't even imagine. You know, Our guest that we're going to have on here in a little bit, Alex Brown, has played the Masters. Or have played Augusta, Augusta, not in the Masters, wow. obviously. But he can give us shed a little light on that. And I'll tell you what, guys, when we have Alex on, he's a guy that has played more high-quality courses than anybody you'll ever meet. And we'll ask him about that because he's got a unique experience. We all know him as, you know, a 32-year athletic trainer for the sure. OU basketball team. Yeah, if you're an OU fan, you hear that name, you may not know exactly. Well, type it in. 
You'll see his you'll see his picture. As soon as you see his picture, you're like, oh, I know who this is. Yeah, everybody's seen him on TV during the games. He he's uh, very recon- recognizable, and I'll tell you, every pro shop around this country knows Alex Brown too. That's the one unique thing about him. Everybody knows Alex. He's a true golf ambassador. I should tell you this morning, the Gimme Zone is brought to you by Elite Roofing Systems. Contact Elite Roofing Systems in Norman or Oklahoma City, 405-361-3094 in Tulsa, 918-984-5475, or on their website, EliteRoofOK.com. For all of your residential and commercial roofing needs, Elite Roofing Systems, 20 years experience, over 20 years experience, they offer free estimates and they've faithfully served Norman and the surrounding areas. And oh, by the way, they're proud supporter of Oklahoma athletics. We're doing opening timeout. Alex Brown is slated to join us next, and we'll ask him about all these different courses that he's been to, and maybe a little bit of basketball mixed in as well this morning. And then a little bit later, bottom half of this hour, Oklahoma senior golfer Logan McAllister set to join us as well. I guess I can tell you too before we hop to our first TO, the PGA Tour event this week. <laughs> They're headed into the weekend. It's the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Another name that maybe people aren't super familiar with right there atop the leaderboard. That is Sahith Tigala. And we've got plenty of audio and reaction from the PGA Tour we can share as we move along throughout this morning. It's the Gimme Zone opening T.O. And Alex Brown joins us next right here on The Rep. Welcome back to the Gimme Zone here on this really cold Saturday morning. Matt, we're going to have a contest this week with our listeners. Tell everybody what you, what we got going on, and we're, it's going to be a Buffalo Wild Wings gift card. So for that Buffalo Wild Wings gift card, all you need to do, you've got to enter three golfers for the WM Phoenix Open. One has to be outside the top 100. Now this week, because of when we're announcing this here, folks, it's Saturday. You've got kind of a leg up. We're not asking you to pick it on Thursday. So it's Saturday. You should have some good idea. Look at the leaderboard a little bit. I'll help you out. We'll do this a little bit earlier uh, next week, but you do have to text your picks in by 2 o'clock today, 405-919-8936. That's 405-919-8936. Text me your three golfers. Two can be really good, but one must be a dark horse outside the top 100 world golf rankings. Text that in to win a Buffalo Wild Wings gift card, though. It should be a fun contest, free for all, and uh, let's have some fun. Josh, I think we've got somebody on the line waiting to come on. Alex Brown, welcome. Hey, good morning. Good morning, A.B. I hope the weather's warmer down there in Houston than it is here. Well, it's a little better. It's about 55, kind of kind of gloomy. Um, we'd take it in Norman right now, but um, for Houston, it's, it's a below average day. <laughs> For sure. I don't even think you would play here today, would you? Oh, no, 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 no. I used to have a rule that the temperature in the windshield had to be above my age back when I was in my 50s. But now that I'm into my 60s, I'm, I'm getting younger. I'm, I'm Actually, I played yesterday morning there at the OU course at, um, I think it was about 45 degrees, but there was not, not any wind. The key is wind and sun. If you no wind and you got sun, we got golf. Well, I agree. Hey, speaking of your age, Alex, didn't you shoot your age this summer? 
Uh, I did. I got lucky. Um, it was a Saturday morning, actually, um, and it had, had rained. Uh, the course was ripe for scoring, and, and it, it was so wet. It was cart path only. We decided to we played the three tees, and um, I got it going early and um, hung on. Well, I've played enough golf with you to know you get it going early often. When you hit it that straight and knock it on the green and have a birdie putt every hole, hey, scoring's fairly easy. Yeah. The the miracle part was I made a made a two on number uh, nine to shoot 29 in the front and then just had to shoot even part of the back. Yeah, it's just hanging on after that. But that's, that is a fantastic <laughs> round. And then – Thanks. You also played with uh, one of your good friends this summer that shot his age as well, right? Yes. Well, you were in that group as well. I was. Coach I Kruger, was. Coach Kruger, uh, we won't mention his age, but it's below 70. Uh, and uh, he he got it below 70. And had, actually got it up and down on uh, 18 to do it. Uh, so it was, which, you know, anytime you make par on 18 at Belmar, You've done good. So. Yeah, I think the scoring average on that hole is about four and a half on a par four, wouldn't you imagine? Maybe higher. Well, I, I just counted that. I, I count that hole as like a short par five, and I hope I make a five. Well, Alex, everybody knows you as the 32-year trainer of Oklahoma basketball. You came in with Billy the Bandit and left and uh, retired in 2019 – uh, with Coach Kruger, who's you know probably one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Tell everybody what else you did at OU that some people don't realize. Well, uh, two things probably most people don't realize. I was also the trainer for the golf team. I was very proud of. And uh, I uh, also taught a class. Um, and then just for fun, um, played, played a lot of golf and, and kind of became a golf course. Um, uh, nut, so to speak. Now, Alex, I've heard that you've played quite the list of courses. So I'm assuming on some of those you got on different ways, but what has been your favorite course you have played and how did you get on that course? Uh, actually played Pine Valley is my favorite course. I think it's maybe the best golf course in the world. It's in New Jersey. Um, and uh, just a really, really special place. How I got on was a friend of mine knew a member there, and uh, actually in my group that day was Kelvin Sampson, and nice. um, we played with um, two of the members there at Pine Valley. We had Mike Ford and um, Kyle Leischer. Uh, Dr. Dr. Kyle Leischer was in our in our. Um, we had well, we had ended up having two groups. And um, they were they were with us as well, but it was a really really fun day. I've had the opportunity to go back there a second time, and uh, the first time I got lucky and played good. The second time, it uh, beat me up. Did you tell us, Alex? What what class did you teach? I, I still teach a class. Actually, it's uh, care and prevention of athletic injuries. I do it in in the fall uh, on Wednesday nights. And it's kind of fun, keeps my brain working, keeps me thinking about, um, you know, taking care of people and, um, you know, just brings back a lot of good memories and I tell a lot of stories in my class as well. 
Well, Alex, you're a Golf Digest panelist. A lot of people don't understand what that is and what you do. Tell everybody about that and how long you've done it and how many of these top 100 courses you've played. Okay. Uh, well, actually, um, everybody doesn't know this, but Brian is also a member of that Golf Digest panel. Um, and it's a group of uh, people who, who play a lot of golf and travel and are interested in golf course architecture. I've been doing it for 22 years, and um, I got into it. Just a friend of mine said, hey, you should um, look into doing this, and I wrote um, a little note to the architecture editor and um, asked if they were interested, and thankfully they sent me an application, and I applied and got accepted. Uh, I've been really fortunate to travel, and over the course of – about oh, 40 years now, I've played 181 of the top 200. Wow. At the current, on the top 100, I've played 98 of them. There's two, the, the, it's a kind of a moving target. The top 100 list changes. So your bucket list has to change a little bit. It changes every two years. And there's a couple of courses that came on this year that I haven't been to that I need to get to. Um, one well, of those got is my Quail number, Hollow. Alex, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. One of those is Quail Hollow, which is in Charlotte, North Carolina, my home state. And, of course, um, a former winner at Quail Hollow is former Sooner Anthony Kim. That was his first uh, PGA Tour win when he won the, I guess they call it the Wells Fargo now, right? I believe that's correct, Alex. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's. That's the panel. What we do is, is we, um, you know, contact the club, and some clubs are interested in having panelists. Some are a little less interested, and you have to find your way to uh, get on those. But we're, we're rating seven different categories uh, for you know, on a one to ten basis, ten being perfect. Um, and not not anything really is, is perfect. They say you can put down a ten um every time you make a hole in one so you don't get to put those down too many times but the seven categories are shot options which is kind of the risk reward and strategic um, aspects of a hole uh, whether you can hit high shots or low shots or whether you can you know you've got different options ways to run the ball on the green you know different different ways to to score and doesn't favor any one group over another, um, accuracy, length, finesse. You want it to challenge you in all of those ways. Uh, next is conditioning, um, and uh, next is challenge, which is resistance to scoring. Uh, layout variety is how many part, you know, the par threes, the par fours, the par fives. Does it have a variety of short and long holes, uh, holes that are left to right, right to left, up, down, you know, all those various um, factors. Uh, distinctiveness is uh, kind of um, the individual characteristics of the holes. Aesthetics is the scenic values of the holes. Obviously, a place like Pebble Beach is very scenic, although some of that scenery is not actually part of the golf course. 
Uh, number seven is one of the prettiest holes in, in the world. And then finally is uh, fun. Uh, is it is it fun to play? Would you want to play there every day? And some courses, as you know, Brian, we don't want to play them every day. And no, others, I've played some hey, that I'm, are fantastic, Alex, but I couldn't imagine putting a peg in the ground every day there because they are just so difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the challenge versus the fun comes in, you know. Um, and and it, I, I'm, when I get down to that measuring fun, is would I want to be a member here? And some places I'm like, oh, yes, I'd love to be a member here. Uh, and I think that's what makes Pine Valley the best course in the country is it's very, very challenging, very hard, but it's also extremely fun. And uh, when you look at Pine Valley, every hole, when you stand on the tee, you're like, this could be the signature hole on any golf course anywhere. You could take it off that course, put it on another course, and it'd still be the prettiest hole. And Pine Valley has 18 of those in a row. So pretty special. Sounds very, very special. Tell me a course that was a dark horse maybe where you weren't expecting it to be. You know, Pine Valley is obviously rated towards the top, but what was a course where you went in with an open mind and maybe the ranking was outside the top 50 in the world and you said, wow, this is, you know, this is kind of shocked you a little bit and a course that you really enjoyed. Outside the top 50. Ooh, you got it. You gave me a tough question there. I was trying to make um, you think a little bit here. <laughs> We may need to go to commercial. I have to think about that one so hard. <laughs> but, uh, um, oh, gee. Well, how about actually grand, Grandfather Mountain in the okay. mountains of North Carolina? In the mountains of North Carolina. Okay, it's not even in the top hundred. I think it's about one hundred and twenty-first. Um, but it's a really special place. Um, that has has um, has an architect that most people don't know named Ellis Maples. It's carved into the side of, of a mountain, and um, it it measures. Um, I, I'm I'm I, I rate it extremely high. Uh, in fact, if we rate something too high, we get uh, we get what's called an outlier. And uh, for me. Grandfather Mountain is an outlier. I rate it too high. Well, and what um, Alex is saying on those outliers, we actually, you know, Golf Digest, it, this thing is really regimented and reviewed before they publish uh, their top 100. Because, Alex, there's, what, 2,500-plus panelists, correct? No, I think it's only about, I think it's 1,200. 1,200, okay. Um, okay. And That's so, still a bunch, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, Josh. yeah, but, but over over 50 states. It's, um, you know, there's, I think Oklahoma has like 15, uh, and we probably need a few more in, in Oklahoma. Um, so well, I, I agree. It's hard to get to all the courses. Uh, Alex, yeah. uh, we're going to cut to break. Do you want to stay on th- and hang on for one more segment? Sure. Okay. Well, we're going to cut to break. Josh will take us to break and then we'll have, uh, uh, a little bit more time with Alex because I've got some questions about uh, the current event to ask him. Okay. We will take that break. Before we do, just let me tell you real quick here. The Gimme Zone, it's brought to you by Elite Roofing Systems. 
Check them out, Norman, Oklahoma City. You can give them a call, 405-361-3094. Or if you're out in Tulsa, 918-984-5475. Or the website, easy place to find them. Visit them online, EliteRoofOK.com. Back with Alex right after this break. It's the Gimme Zone right here on The Ref. Welcome back to the Gimme Zone here on The Ref. Matt, it's really cold outside today. You know, tell everybody an option of what they can do inside today. When it's cold, or as our great guest Alex mentioned, he was right on the money, when it's windy. Because if it's 60 degrees, but it's you know 40 mile an hour winds, you may not want to get out there and play. Great place to go is Indoor 18 in Oklahoma City's home for golf practice. Or you can play their courses as they've got over 120 courses. Get your bag, bring it in. You can hit your clubs. They also have clubs there that you can use if you want to use theirs. They do adjustments for grips and just about everything from shafts to loss to lie, anything you need. Visit their website at indoor18.com or give them a call to book 405-432-GOLF. Indoor 18, great place though, Brian. Go there pretty frequently, especially in the wintertime. It's it's an awesome place. And you can dial in your numbers. They're all track bands. So if you want to dial in and know, hey, why is my pitching wedge going over the green every time? Well, you might want to know what your number is on your club. Yeah, that's pretty critical, Matt. Hey, Alex, while we got you here, let's talk about the Waste Management Phoenix Open. We've got some Oklahoma flavor right there in the top eight. Yeah, Taylor Gooch is up there, right? Yeah. Top five. Yeah. He went and low Abraham answer Abraham answer as well, right? Yes. Oh, University of Oklahoma, Abraham answer, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now those guys now which of those two do you think this course fits their game better? So I know well, it's a I like tough Abe's, one. I like I like Abe's, Abe's game everywhere, uh, and uh, Gooch is having a great year. I think heck, he was leading the FedEx Cup at one point. He was, um, you know, when you hit it as straight as Abe does and putt as well as he does, that travels, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I like I like Abe's game. That you know, kind of reminds me of mine. <laughs> <laughs> there are some similarities, I'll tell you that. Um, from from the height to uh, everything, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Alex, that I, is I something uh, with Abe that I don't think a lot of people maybe that haven't met him realize how tall he is, his stature. Man, he really hits that thing a long way to be the yeah, stature that he is. It's darn impressive. Yeah, well, and and um, he he puts so well. Um, you know, he you know, we were talking about Quail Hollow a minute ago. The President's Cup's at Quail Hollow. And, Abe, Abe was one of the superstars for uh, the international team last time. It'll be interesting to see him. I'm sure he, he should make the team, or I think he will. I hadn't looked at the points lately, but I would think he would. He would certainly be a candidate. Heck, Abe was uh, he was in the battle for uh, the Masters when they played it in November. Um, you know, I, I think. He's he's got the game to win anytime anywhere, um, and so obviously I'm pulling for a sooner. Another yeah. sooner who did something great was uh, Andrew McGee made the first hole in one ever on the PGA Tour at the Waste Management, and uh, he banked it off of uh, a guy on the putting green who they were standing there. He banked it in off of that guy's putter. <laughs> Doesn't matter how you do it as long as it goes in the hole, right? A little sooner magic. 
Yeah, the first hole in one I ever saw, actually, the guy scolded about waist high up the hill at Lake Hefner. We're over there looking for the ball over the green in the cedar tree, and I go, did anybody look in the hole? We were in high school. We looked in the hole, and the ball was in the cup. It was, it was one of the ugliest shots I've ever seen, but it was a one. I was only jealous that I didn't hit it. <laughs> hey, Alex, um, before we let you go, tell us a little bit about uh, the OU team this year and Coach Hibble. And, you know, they're down in Puerto Rico this weekend. I believe they start tomorrow. And you know a lot of those guys fairly well. Logan McAllister, who we're going to have on, that Josh uh, did a great job getting an interview with him before he left. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts about the OU team and can they win it all this year? Oh, I, I certainly they can. They had such a great chance last year. You know, it'll all come down to qualifying for the match play, and then it's it's just like March Madness. You got to they have the morning eighteen. You play in match play, five guys, um, and all five matches count. And you know, we made it to the finals against Pepperdine last year, and certainly we'll we'll be in. We won the East Lake Cup this year, a match play event against. Uh, great teams, obviously. <laughs> Beating Oklahoma State in the finals was um, pretty special. But uh, Chris Gotterup, uh, the kid that transferred in from Rutgers, he's oh, he's a special player too. Logan McAllister, he actually Logan wants to be a golf course architect. Um, I think unless he's playing on the tour, um, he's he's thinking about following in Trip Davis's um, footsteps. Uh, but they, uh, Patrick Welch, uh, kid on the team, he shot 60 in, uh, one of the qualifying rounds for, for the tournament. Did it on a day, um, on a Sunday at, at the OU course when conditions were kind of raw. He shot 30 30. So, um, yeah, that's it, it taking it deep special, right there, Alex, isn't it? Shooting, yeah, pretty, shooting pretty 12 special. under on that track. Yeah, and you got to make some putts, and you got to obviously be hitting it, hitting it straight. Um, so um, it's it, they got a deep, deep team too. I mean, there's there's guys who might not be in the lineup um, who are knocking on the door. Um, you know, they let you take six to the NCAA's, and you can actually substitute a player in. And uh, that we 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 got uh, Ryan's. Brown's done a tremendous job. Um, I mean, we're the number one team in the nation. That, that says a lot. In college, they do fin- they do finish up with match play, as you referred to, and this team having a couple wins in that format, do you feel like that helps a team like an Oklahoma or whoever that is that has you know, some under their belt where they have the experience of not just having good individual players but having good team play as well? Oh, absolutely. You you can't hide your five-man. You know, they count four out of five. You can't hide your five-man when you go to match play. He's got he's got to get a point. Um, and they actually put in that substitute rule because they used to be, um, if you had a player hurt, then they have the uh, have that match. But now you can you can sub the player in if somebody's hurt uh, in the match play portion. Uh, so it's that that's where depth depth will come in and and Ryan's got a bunch of guys that that really compete with each other 
I know they play matches against each other some of the time too to just prepare themselves for you know the the vagaries of match play. Well, you know better than anybody. Match play is a whole different animal, but it's so exciting. I'm glad that they have developed that format over the years because I think it, it's great for TV because people are used to seeing that Ryder Cup-style format with match play, and it's just mm-hmm. it's outstanding. Well, Alex, can't thank you enough for coming on today. Um, tell us, before you leave, do we get yeah. it done today in Lawrence, or is it an uphill battle for us? Oh, it, it will be an uphill battle. Uh, can we get it done? Yes. Uh, when the ball goes in the hole like it did um, Wednesday night against Texas Tech, you know, and our guys played hard. They, they've been playing hard all year long. Um, Kansas is not as deep as they have been. Uh, they don't They don't have as many players on, on their bench. You know, Remy Martin was the preseason Big 12 player of the year, and uh, he's been hurt a lot of the time um, and hadn't been able to play. So there's nothing I'd like to see more than uh, us win in Lawrence today. I would uh, really, really enjoy that. Yeah, Um, that would be outstanding. I was fortunate enough to be uh, invited by Coach Kruger when Buddy had his magical day. Um, And we – Oh, we should have got that one. It's a but, special one. You know, the fog <laughs> got us in the end, but what a day. Uh, Alex, thank you again. Josh, take us away to break here. Alex, thanks thank so much. Ha- have a great rest of your day, and uh, we'll do this again soon. There's so much more we could talk to you about, just the Oklahoma basketball side, but we really appreciate you taking some time out for us this Saturday. Oh, hey, thank you. It's, uh, it's going to be a good day of sports, uh, even though uh, no golf. We're not going to be able to get out and play, but we can uh, watch some on TV, watch some basketball, and uh, let's go Sooners. There you go, Boomer Sooner. Hey, Alex, thanks. We'll, we'll talk to you again soon. Take a time out right here. It's the Gimme Zone on the ref. It's brought to you by Elite Roofing Systems. Back with you, Logan McAllister from Oklahoma Golf right after this. It is the Gimme Zone right here on the ref. We had the chance to catch up with Oklahoma Senior golfer Logan McAllister. Great fall for Logan. He won at the Carmel Cup. It is the third win of his Sooner career. And we started right there where he had birdied three of the final four holes, actually sank a 30-footer on 18 at Pebble Beach in the Carmel Cup to get into the playoff, which he won. And we asked just about that, what the win meant to him and how he made that late charge. Joined by University of Oklahoma senior golfer, Logan McAllister, what a fall for you, Logan. Take me through what was the third win of your Sooner career back in September at the Carmel Cup, carding a pair of 69s on the scorecard. That had you holding a share of second going into the final day. Then you went ahead, fired your best round of the weekend on Sunday with a 68. Birdies on three of your final four holes to force the playoff, which you won over George's Trent Phillips, and then the 30-footer that you sank on 18 to force the playoff. What was that like for you? What are you thinking in those moments when you're making a late late charge like that? Yeah, I mean, it was was weird because all day we were kind of back and forth or whatever, but coming down the stretch, um, I knew that there was some some ground to be made up, and and the last, you know, the last six holes are some of the harder holes out there, and so I knew that if I made 
made a few birdies coming down the stretch that I'd at least have a chance. And that's kind of all you can ask for. Cause it wasn't like I was sitting there with the lead all day. So I had to, I had to make something happen. Luckily I uh, hit some, hit a couple of really good shots on 15 and 16. And then he had a really nice up and down to stay one up on me on 17. And then that put on 18 was, was pretty cool. Coach, coach didn't walk with me all day, but he was up there on 18 and he was like, I just saw this putt and gave me a read and the greens out there are kind of, they're kind of bumpy. So even if you hit a good putt, sometimes it doesn't go in, but we, I hit it and we, it started rolling. I was like, that's got a really good chance. And, um, it kind of trickled in on the last roll and me and my caddy and, and, uh, coach Hibble all kind of had a nice embrace, but, um, obviously we still had to go to the playoff too. So <laughs> luckily I was able to get it done in the playoff, but that was, uh, making that putt in that setting on the 18th green at Pebble beach was, was probably the coolest moment of, uh, my career and if it's not number one then it's top three for sure number 14 in the amateur world golf ranking so you know once your Oklahoma playing career is over it it looks like you're going to have a long and very successful professional career to follow so a moment like that where you hit a 30 footer you head into the playoff and it's an emotional moment I'm sure you were pumped after it but then you have to reconfigure and emotionally reset going into a playoff. Was that positive for you to go through that experience? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that the most important part about college golf to me, really, I mean, I've, I've gotten better skill set wise, but more importantly, I've, I've just been through a lot of situations that, you know, there's guys that'll say, I'm going to go play a year of college golf or a year, two years of college golf. And, you know, they might have the talent to go compete at that time. But as far as experience goes, like experiences like that are completely you, you can't, they're priceless because you can't do that. Just, you know, playing mini tours or whatever, you have to get your feet, um, get your feet wet, if you will. And so to be able to do that on, on a uh, championship golf course, I mean, they just played the PGA tour event there this week and those guys are trying to do the same thing. So to be able to have that experience, I think is, uh, it's completely priceless. And I'm, I'm so glad I was able to to um to do that and then hopefully feed off that going into the future. So you forced the playoff against Trent Phillips at, at Pebble Beach, no less. What <laughs> hole did you play in the playoff? And just take me through the playoff itself. How did you win it from there? Yeah, funny story actually. So so Pebble Beach is always booked up completely with tee times, right? And so normally we wouldn't have been able to do a playoff, and it would, would have just been co-medalists. But there was actually someone getting uh had a wedding on the seventh tee that that uh that evening kind of at sunset and so they had bought the last like three hours of tea times and so we were able to go off go off number one so we went to number one and uh i made par and he and he made bogey and so that was the end of the playoff but that was a that was kind of a crazy story that it just happened to be that someone had bought out the last couple hours of tea time so they could have a wedding on seven tee <laughs> that's crazy who would have thunk it I, I guess there's just something, too, about season opening events for you, Logan. Now back-to-back seasons where you opened the season with a win. That was the case in September of 2020 uh, when you won at Colonial Country Club down in Fort Worth. What did that win at Colonial do for you and your game at the time? And can you pinpoint? I mean, what is it about season opening events that's led to wins in a pair of season opening events for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know what it is specifically, but – I think a lot of it has to do with, with being around the team again. Cause you know, you play, we all play a bunch of golf in the summer, just at amateur events around the country, but it, we're not playing as a team. We're just kind of out there 
you know, we see each other, we're all playing the same stuff, but it's not the same team atmosphere that you get when you, when you go to a college tournament. So I think a lot of it is just kind of having a, uh, being refreshed and ready to go with, with a team, team mindset, um, on the table instead of just being so individualized like you are in summer. And it's just fun to be around the guys again. And I think it really brings out the best of all of us, to be honest with you. So I know a lot of that has to do with those guys around me more so than me. The rest of your fall schedule, you had a top 20 at the Mary Doe Collegiate Invitational, tied third in the Colonial Collegiate Invite. How did you feel about just individually your fall overall? Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a good fall for me. I would say that, um, I, you know, I played, I played really well at Colonial and, and uh, Michael Brennan from Wake Forest kind of ended up running away, away, away with it a little bit. But uh, Merido wasn't my best week necessarily, but still being able to kind of scratch out a T18 or something like that was awesome. So I'll take three top 20s with the schedule we play and the teams we play is, uh, is pretty good. And it's definitely, you know, I think I can do even better in the spring, but that's a good start to, uh, to a senior season. So I'm excited. Logan McAllister of Oklahoma men's golf is our guest, not to overshadow the team success, Logan, another amazing fall for Oklahoma, just as a team, a win for the team at the Merido collegiate invitational, a win in the championship match of the East Lake cup over Oklahoma state. Also a pair of second place finishes for your squad at the Carmel cup and the colonial collegiate invitational as well. So from the team standpoint, just how great was this fall for your team? team and how fun is it for you to be a part of those team victories oh man it's 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 the most exhilarating thing you can do you know getting individual wins is awesome but you know golf is normally such an individual sport that being able to play on a team uh for four years has been the absolute best and so when you're able to to uh you know all come together and all play really well and end up coming home with that trophy on the on the 54th hole or or 36th hole whatever it may be is uh, there's there's no feeling like it, to be honest with you. You know, at the beginning of the year this year, we didn't really know what kind of I – mean, we knew we'd, ha- we'd have a really good team, but just losing three All-American seniors last year, there was a little bit of a question mark, I think, not within our program, but more within, you know, the national golf media, whatever whatever you want to call it, that uh, they didn't really know what we were going to come out with, but we came out with the, the uh, classic OU golf stuff, and that's getting wins. It's been amazing to watch just the growth of this program over the past decade, over the past half decade, into a national power. Ten consecutive appearances in the NCAA championships for OU. Oklahoma's the only program to advance to the last five NCAA match play championships. Oklahoma, of course, number one in the golf stat rankings as well. And, of course, your team right there in the championship match just last spring. I'm curious, Logan, how much do you and your teammates embrace now being one of the powers in the sport? And what's it been like being a part of helping build this reputation for Oklahoma. Oh, it's been, it's been so much fun just because we've always, you know, when you got Oklahoma state up in Stillwater, which everyone, um, obviously Oklahoma state's one of the best programs historically in the last hundred years. But at this, at this time, I think, OU and OSU are kind of the number one and number two teams in the whole country. And so to be able to have, uh, those, those two teams pushing each other specifically, I mean, being able to, to, you know, the whole, you know, OSU is always kind of called little brother in most sports, but for golf, we've always kind of been the little brother 
to them and to see that shift in the last 10 years really under coach Hibble has been um it's been awesome just because you know people didn't really know what even even students at OU they're like well is the golf team any good and now I don't think anyone has that question because we've shown what we're capable of doing off to Grand Reserve Golf Club for the Puerto Rico Classic for you and your team. How excited are you to get this spring underway? What are you looking forward to both as a team and then individually in this event? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, we're all really looking forward to it just to even if to get just get to some nicer weather. But, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're excited to get the get the spring started and hopefully start out with with a team win and then whatever happens individually. Um, you know, I have, I have a feeling, I don't know who it'll be. Hopefully, hopefully it's uh, one of our guys, but I, I think one of our guys will be in the running for the individual too. So whether it's me or whether it's someone else, I think, I think we'll have someone up there for the individual too, but hopefully we can get that team title. Senior golfer, Logan McAllister is hanging out with us. Two-parter and I'll let, I'll let you run, Logan. Really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Gimme Zone. Can't wait to follow you and the team out in Puerto Rico and of course beyond. I'm curious always about the personalities on teams. What is your team like, your teammates? And then finally, what's it like uh, playing for Coach Ryan Hibble? What has that experience meant to you? Oh, man, it's, it's, uh, it's been awesome. I guess first, the, the personality side of it. I mean, we all, we all are super, super close-knit. I mean, I think we're one of the closest teams in, in college golf as far as just we all, whenever we're hanging out, when we have free time, we're with each other. Whenever we're practicing, we're with each other. We're playing with each other. We all live with each other. I mean, we have like three different houses and people live in each one, but they're all together. And so, you know, we know each other super well. We're all best friends. And I think that's been a big, um, a big part in the success the last, you know, five or 10 years under Coach Hibble is the fact that we're all so close that we trust each other a lot. And, you know, if someone messes up, it's not that big of a deal because it's like, we can help pick them back up and that makes us better and that makes them better. So as far as personality goes, I think that's, that's the, honestly the key to a lot of our success has been how close knit we are. I mean, obviously we have talent, but talent only gets you so far when you're traveling with each other for 12 weeks a year or whatever. If you don't like each other, it's probably not going to work out very well. So, so uh, being able to have that close knit family vibe is, is really important. And then uh, yeah, coach Hibble, I, I can't say enough enough good things about him. He's the, he's the main reason that I came here um, to be able to grow under him, get better at golf, but more importantly, just mature as a person because, you know, who obviously professional golf is, is the goal, but at the end of the day, um, the life lessons that, that he's taught all of us and that uh, hopefully as a senior, I've been able to kind of teach some of the younger guys too, has been, has been completely priceless and I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Logan, again, hey, thanks so much for joining us here on the Gimme Zone. Very happy to see your individual success, third individual win here this past fall, maybe win number four, who knows, could be lurking right around the corner and obviously your team success as well. Best of luck uh, this spring, and we'll talk again soon down the road, Logan. Perfect. Thank you so much, Josh. Thanks for having me on. Logan McAllister, senior golfer for Oklahoma, win at the Carmel Cup. Gimme Zone, we're back with you. Happy Saturday, everybody right here on the ref Gibby zone brought to you by elite roofing systems contact them in norman and oklahoma city 405-361-3094 or in tulsa 918-984-5475 website you can uh, get in touch with them there as well elite for all 
of your residential and commercial roofing needs. Elite Roofing Systems, over 20 years experience where they'll offer free estimates and they've faithfully served Norman and the surrounding areas for all of that time into the present. What do you guys think of the Waste Management Phoenix Open this weekend? Obviously, Sahith Thigala is leading heading into today, 12 under par. This is a tournament where I, I guess historically it hasn't necessarily mattered <laughs> being in the final group heading into Saturday or Sunday. It sort of sets itself up for people to come charging from uh, a little bit further back than the final pairing maybe. But Kepka right in the mix, couple of strokes behind, and uh, in Oklahoma flavor to it as well. Taylor Gooch right there in fifth, and Brian, this is a course that he hit the nail on the head there, Josh did, that down the stretch, the last three holes, very, very exciting. Everybody knows the 16th hole. I actually think the 17th hole, though, is my favorite hole because it's you see guys that try to drive it, and if you drive it too far, just like Gary Woodland did yesterday, he missed the cut because of it, goes in the water off the back of the pond there and ends up getting a five, and Lo and behold, one shot away from making the cut. So this is something that I'm really excited for the last three holes. If you're a real golf nut, you'll have this on before the Super Bowl. It ends right before, you know, I'd say 30 minutes before the Super Bowl in perfect timing. And we saw Brooks Kepka come from eighth place on Sunday last year to win the tournament late. Well, for golf fans that haven't watched this, this literally is the craziest atmosphere of any tour event. Used to be in the old days that Byron Nelson kind of rivaled right there with it. Uh, but nowadays, this is the crazy event. They get more fans there than any other event. They're packed in on everybody sees the par three where everybody's going nuts on, on 16. But Matt, you hit the nail on the head. 17's a fantastic hole, that risk reward hole. And, you know, it's that's you know, one of the things that when we're evaluating a golf course as a panelist for Golf Digest, we're looking at do they have risk reward holes? You know, to me, that really helps a golf course to have that. And, you know, you've played this course recently. Mm -hmm. I've played this course. It's it's, you know, like every other TPC course, is open to the public. You know, it's going to cost you a little bit to get on, but the reality is that it gives you, as a fan, a great opportunity to play some of the same tracks the tour guys do. But I think this course favors the long hitter. I know Abe hits it straight as anybody, but the long hitters, you look at the leaderboard, if Kepka long, Shoffley, long, uh, Max Homa, long. Taylor Gooch pounds it out there. I'm going to go as a homer pick. I'm taking Taylor Gooch to win this tournament. I would love to see that. That'd be great. Uh, I, I'd love to see either Taylor Gooch or Abraham Answer come away with this thing. By the way, I guess I can just run down the leaderboard itself. Thigala, 12 under par. Kepka and Shoffley both at 10 under. Uh, Patrick Cantley. At 9-under, Adam Hadwin, the Canadian, he's 8-under uh, with uh, Gooch and Homa, who are both at 8-under. And then Norin, Poston, Answer, Hoagie, who won last week, mm. and uh, K.H. Lee, they're all 7-under par. And, you know, Hideki Matsuyama, 6-under par. I'm not going to count Hideki Matsuyama out of the mix to just go out there and have a great Saturday, Sunday, and somehow we're talking about Hideki Matsuyama as the champion of this thing. A lot of times on Saturday, we look at where Thigala is. All right, he's 12 under. Okay, you know, 
well, if he has a good round, he's going to kind of put it out of reach. But last week was a great example. Guy who was leading the tournament just fell apart on Saturday in Seamus Power. So it can happen very, very quickly. I don't think the Gala wins this, guys. I, if I had to pick uh, out of the guys that are in that running, I would love to see Gooch or Answer win it. Gooch especially because he won it in the fall, so it wasn't really a big event. This is a huge event. Everybody's watching. For either of those guys, it would be a very, very big win. I just don't know how you, you can go against Brooks Kepka though. He's won two out of four times here, and I think he makes it a third uh, I guess it'd be three out of five if he does that, which would be extraordinary. And here was Brooks Kepka yesterday with the Golf Channel post round. How would you compare today's effort with what you did on Thursday? Uh, I thought I lost pace of the greens a little bit. Um, they did get very, very quick, dried out. Ball was definitely getting firm, but uh, didn't hit a couple putts just quite as hard as I would like. But um, other than that, I thought I played fine. Drove it beautifully, struck it nice, and um, you know, sitting in a good spot. Speaking of that, just two back heading into the weekend, defending champ. You've won here twice. How does that combination and the way you're playing serve you well heading into the weekend? I just think I like this golf course, man. It suits me well. <laughs> That's good. You say, hey, I just kind of like this golf course. That's not a bad sign. Uh, this, another gentleman that I think is very much in the thick of winning this thing this weekend. First left of it would be a good target here. OB right! Oh, yeah, what a shot. <laughs> or not. What a shot off that downhill lie. Boy, it helped that he had a full swing pitching wedge in there. So Shoffley at 7-under looking for one more here at the 8th. Don't so, you just love the fans there? Be right, be right. And there's not too many PGA Tour events that they're this loud. And why Brooks Kepka I think thrives here is because he loves the course, Brian. But he also he says, man, kind of in his words, and I think it was kind of tongue in cheek, but I think he did mean mean some of this. He goes, well, it's kind of like a real sporting event this week. We actually have some fans that make some noise. He likes that. No, he does. He thrives on that. And the only thing we're missing is Bryson DeChambeau to really to kick Man. this up another notch, yeah, right? Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Nothing like a good, good, genuine hatred between two golfers. I am all, all Give me ears, more. All Give me eyes, more. All for it. Hey, that's the end of hour number one right here on the Gimme Zone. Andy Dillard joining us next after this top of the hour TO, the Gimme Zone, brought to you by Elite Roofing Systems. It's time for the Gimme Zone on the ref. 11. Now this is a 12, guys. Now he's got to start worrying about qualifying for next year's Open and the Masters here. He's lost this tournament. He'll end up selling Countess Maritimes and renting golf carts the rest of his life. We're talking PGA, college, high school, local courses, and the latest golf news. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. Okay, you can owe me. Now, it's time for three tremendous slouches. Well, we're waiting. Brian Vineyard, Josh Helmer, and Matt Reynolds. Well, welcome back to the Gimme Zone for hour number two. And you are with three tremendous slouches here. But our next guest is no slouch. In fact, he was a great college golfer on a great program. And Josh had mentioned just a minute ago, Alex Noren is in the hunt. Well, Alex Noren is an Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State product. So let's, without further ado, let's bring in Andy Dillard. Good morning, fellas. Thanks for having me. Good morning, Andy. We're we're glad to have you every week. Uh, 
I got to ask, you said you may have had a lesson this morning. Did you still have that lesson? Uh, no, we didn't. It was a little chilly, and I had some other stuff going on. So uh, things, And he did, too. So things worked out well, and, and uh, uh, no lessons this morning. Yeah, smart, smart parties involved all the way around. No reason for lessons on a day like this morning. If you would have had that no, lesson, no. I would have said, man, that's one dedicated teacher and one dedicated student because uh, I don't see anybody getting out on the golf course today, not in this state. Probably not very many. Um, Jim, probably the kids that are playing competitively. This is a, a doable day for them. So there may be some of them that care and want to get better out there. The other ones are probably sitting in the house, uh, uh, hopefully practicing their putting stroke. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, Andy, a lot of these kids, too, these days have access to a golf simulator somewhere, right? And so they can they can go indoors and practice and, and video their swing and analyze it. I mean, there's there's options out there that didn't exist, you know, when you were playing competitively. A hundred percent. You know, technology has uh, uh, given us ways of, of doing things much differently than when I grew up, um, especially – uh, kids, if they they can work on anything they want to indoors, um, but you know, at the end of the day, you have to have a kid that want that want to. If a kid wants to, he's going to find a way to practice, and uh, if he doesn't want to, he's going to find a reason not to. And uh, you can instill and ingrain that in kids, but at the end of the day, they got to make a choice: do they want to get better? Do they want to beat somebody, or do they just want to? go through the middle of the park and, and screw around and get their head beat in every week. So uh, at the end of that day, it's their choice. They can choose to get better. They can choose to just flounder around. Andy Dillard is our guest. Andy, what did you think about Tom Hoagie and the win last week at AT&T Pebble Beach? I was very excited for Tom Hoagie. Um you couldn't ever go wrong. Everybody likes Jordan Spieth. If Jordan Spieth would have won that tournament, it makes no difference in his life, basically. If Tom Hoagie wins it, it changes his life for the rest of his life. Uh, he's a, a winner on the PGA Tour. He gets into special tournaments. He gets into the Masters. Um, it just it, it changes your life. And for a player... Uh, to succeed and break through like that for for an event that's going to change his life, you got to love it because he had persevered, handled adversity, and stuck with and believed himself in himself for years and years. Uh, and isn't that the way that everybody should do? It doesn't matter what they do uh, to handle adversity, to persevere, hang in there, believe in yourself, and eventually something good's going to happen. And that's what happened to Tom Hoagie. So you had to be extremely excited and proud for him. Andy, one of your fellow Oklahoma State family members in the top five, Taylor Gooch, he had a life-changing win in the fall. It is kind of different in the fall. There's not as much uh, hoopla around it, not as many people watching. What would a win at the WM Phoenix Open do for a guy like Taylor Gooch's career? He's already got his card locked up for a few years. But we're talking, I mean, Getting in the top 20, top 15 world golf rankings with a win like this? 
Yes, it, uh, it would move him much higher. Um, the biggest thing, which Taylor probably doesn't need right now, it further solidifies the belief that Taylor has in himself. It's just another, it would be another notch, another feather in the cap, another, another win. Hey, wins are hard to come by out there. They're not easy. Uh, they may look easy on television, but whenever you're the best, of the best in the world at what you do in one given week, that's pretty special. And you not only have to be playing great, but you have to be lucky too. So uh, that a win in the Phoenix Open for Taylor Gooch would just be another bonus for him and something to happen to him. You know, it would not to mention the money they would come in off of endorsements for him that, right. you know, and, and things that he already has. So it, it would just magnify everything that he's got going right now. Well, Andy, you nailed it. Um, especially when you're talking about Tom Hoagie. I mean, this is a guy that played at TCU and took down Jordan Spieth. I mean, I think that's one thing that Oklahoma and Oklahoma state fans can get behind is taking down the Longhorns, right? <laughs> it doesn't matter what sport, does it? It's always everybody enjoys being beating those arrogant bunch of. I will, I'll be nice. Those arrogant bunch of bunch. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic, and and like you said, it's so life changing. Imagine the phone calls that guy got this week from sponsors that that wouldn't have even known his name before. So it's that's fantastic. We well tell our audience you have a nickname. Tell us how you got your nickname. <laughs> My nickname is Bib, B-I-B, and that is short for the Michelin Tire Man. His name is Bibby. And so when we were in college, uh, we had gone to an establishment and couldn't get into it, and one of our teammates was sitting across the street laughing at us, and uh, uh he looked up, and there was a Michelin tire dealership there, and there's a big fat Michelin man. So immediately they started calling me Mitch. Then one of our alumni found out that Mitch had a, a real name from Michelin, and it was Bibby. So from there on, the rest of my life, I've been called Bib. <laughs> what a great story, you know. Uh, and especially the people that know your story, it just fits in with the whole character. You know, the guy from Tyler, Texas, the, you know, your magical run at Pebble Beach. Everything fits. That's what's so incredible. Andy, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you if they want to improve their golf game. And I'll tell you, as a former student, I would highly recommend if you want to improve your game, Andy Diller can help you. Hey, I appreciate it. My number is 405-535-2529. That's my cell number. I take calls from anybody. Uh, um, Teaching-wise, I teach and grow the same thing the guys on the PGA Tour are doing. You know, there's no, there's no big secrets. There's no smoking mirrors. There's none of that kind of stuff. It's very easy, very simple. You keep things simple. Uh, and all, all the guys on the PGA Tour have four or five common denominators. And if you can plug a couple of those into your golf swing or your putting stroke, 
and it's going to be successful. So you don't have to go in and change everybody's golf swing. You just show them a couple of common denominators those guys have, uh, teach them how to practice, and it's a very easy, simple process. Well, I, I tell you, golf is, you know, you nailed it earlier. It's how bad you want it, how much you want to practice to get better. It's a lonely sport when it's just you out there practicing, hitting balls, chipping, putting. The guys that you see at the top are the ones that have paid the dues. Most guys or ladies, if we're talking about lazy golf, you don't just wake up and you're good at golf. It's it's putting in the work. Absolutely. It's uh and, you know, the guys that put in the time and effort to get better, they also believe in their self. They have confidence in their self that they can do this, and they not only can do it, they will do it. Um, all the kids that I teach, uh, I try to invite, you got to believe in yourself, and you really got to believe you're better than you really are. Because if you don't, there's, thousand guys out there that do and they're going to beat your head into the wall so uh to believe in yourself gives you the want to to go out and get better to go out and to practice and to get better um it's a very easy it's a simple process but uh that's kind of the way it goes andy dillard is hanging out with us here on the ref on the gimme zone two-parter and then we'll take a break and can you stick with us for another another segment andy Yes, sir. Two-parter. Okay, like here. it, love it, hate it on the bib nickname. And then secondly, just <laughs> l- listening to you talk about and re- react upon Tom Hoagie's win. Do you find yourself rooting for guys? I-, I know, obviously, you're pulling for Oklahoma State guys that are on the tour, but do you find yourself rooting for the stories of guys that haven't won and are searching for that first PGA Tour win when you sit down and it's a Sunday versus maybe your established names, your Dustin Johnsons, your Brooks Kepkas, you name it, golfers of the world? Every time, absolutely. Um and I would, I would think most people do too because they can put themselves in, the, in that position. You know, the guys, and not that I don't pull for the quote-unquote superstars, I do. But if it's coming down between a kid that it's going to change his life as opposed to a guy that's just going to another, add another $2 million to his $100 million bank account, that's a no-brainer. I'm pulling for the kid that it's going to make a huge difference for him. In the nickname, like it, love it, hate it. Was there a time where you were not fond of it, or you've just you've always embraced being the bib? You know what? I, I have always embraced that nickname. Or God's honest truth, I've been called. I've had nicknames since I was ten years old. So uh, uh, if somebody has a nickname for you, that means you're, they like you and enjoy you. So I always took it as a, a compliment. And I had a few nicknames for other people in my days, too. So <laughs> <laughs> It usually does it's mean that, that folks are holding you in high esteem, if you get the nickname. Yes, yes. It's, it's a compliment. We're due a break. We'll take a timeout. Andy Dillard's going to hang out with us through the break. We still got to ask, uh, like I said last week, I think we just, t- you know, 
just touched the tip of the iceberg in terms of some of the things that have happened throughout the course of Andy's playing career. And then, of course, we've got the Waste Management Phoenix Open. It is taking place as we speak with you live right now. Leaders not too far from going out just here in uh, really a matter of the next half hour or so. So we'll take a break. We'll come back and talk more with Andy Dillard right here. It's the Gimme Zone brought to you by Elite Roofing Systems on the Rev. Welcome back to the Gimme Zone here on the Ref. Uh, hour two, want to give a little, we've got Andy Dillard still on the line, going to stay on with us a little bit, but want to give thanks to one of our sponsors, the Territory Golf and Country Club in Duncan, Oklahoma. For you all that haven't played that fantastic track down there, beautiful stage stand creek running through it, mature trees, just a great layout. If you want to push it all the way back, it goes to 7,100 yards. Great practice facility. Wonderful restaurant there at the Prairie House. Uh, contact Aaron Hess at 580-475-0075, extension 204, for your membership opportunities. Andy, welcome back. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Okay, so I've got a text from one of our uh, listeners. Give me your best tip for putting difficulties. Best tip for putting difficulties. Here's first off you gotta make sure you're set up correctly, meaning you want your ball position but we'll assume he's right handed. We want the ball position between the belly button and the left toe. We want the putter shaft pointed towards your logo. We want your putter path going straight back and straight through, which you can ingrain that with two clubs, two sticks, whatever, making a track and ingraining your putter path back and through. The, yeah, you the, see next, the next thing I'll tell them is I don't want you to care if you make your putt or not. Zero concern. It's a given you care or you wouldn't be out there. That's plenty. Well, you know, you see you see a lot of these uh, really good high school players when they're out there working on their game have those sticks out on the putting green or tees set up to make sure that they keep their putter online. What do you think about getting fit for a putter, center shafted versus offset? Tell me what your thoughts on that are, Andy. Oh, my own personal opinion is uh... – a lot of that's a bunch of nonsense. Um, golf clubs are like girls. They'll either look too good to you or they won't. The ones that look good to you, you're going to have a chance with. The ones that don't, you're not. Uh, good putters will always find a way to putt good. And people that putt bad will generally find a reason or a way to putt bad. It's a lot of it's attitude. But... Uh, uh, the length of a putter is probably important, no different than a 280-pound guy trying to fit into a 32-waist pan. It ain't going to work. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think a lot of that stuff's overrated. You find a you find a putter that looks good to you um, and something you've hopefully had some success with in the past, uh, generally... Uh, Fitting, you know, fitting, I don't, I'm just old school, and I think a lot of the fitting stuff is nonsense, so. 
We got the right guy on, Andy, because I'm with you. I think some of it is just, especially with the putter, you got to feel what you like. If you look at her, you like her, it putts well, then it putts well. You know, it's just one of those things, more of a feel thing, where I think sometimes in golf we get in our own heads when we're thinking, okay, we got to fit this, we got to fit that. Everything's got to be fitted perfectly to you. Well, then what happens when it cha- you, you change as a person and your swing changes a little bit? Well, is that club fit to you? Do you need to go get another club? Now, at some point... It just is, uh, like you said, it's a feel thing at some point. Exactly, exactly. Um, and, you know, I understand and get all the retail sides of things in today's world, but uh, probably 80% of it's just a bucket of nonsense anyway. So uh, will it make a difference? Possibly. Is it the biggest difference maker? Absolutely not. Andy, how do you feel about 16 at the Waste Management Phoenix Open? Are you a fan? I love, I'm a big fan. Hey, golf is an entertainment industry. Let's be real. Um, these guys entertain you with the golf that they play. And to add, golf needs that kind of stuff. You know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of having everybody have to be perfectly quiet and still and calm and guys having rabbit ears. And looking around for people moving, that's a bunch of crap. Golf's a sport. Um, you should be me- more mentally tough than to let something bother you. Uh, look at the, the players love it. The fans love it. I'm missing out on what there's not to like about it. I don't know why every tournament doesn't have that sort of venue at it. Should we have more of this in golf at other courses, or do you think there's certain places, like in Augusta, where, oh, no, you know, obviously that'd be shunned, but should we see more of this? Would that be good for the game? I think it'd be great for the game. Now, Augusta doesn't need it. They have their excitement. They have every hole's like that at Augusta, <laughs> you know, every day. But uh, as far as. Uh, Generally speaking, any tournament other than a major, because the majors, they have their excitement. They have that aura every hole, every day. The rest of the tournaments don't. I think every one of them should have that. What's what's there not to like about it? TPC Scottsdale in general, what do you think about the course, and how do you see this weekend playing out? Um. I enjoy. I think the golf course is good. I'm not a huge fan of desert golf courses. Uh, I grew up playing golf through the middle of trees, so that's kind of what I uh, enjoy. That's just me personally. Um, I think that's a great golf tournament because, like I say, golf's an entertainment industry, and everybody there, that's a huge party, a huge entertainment gig. Um I see Taylor Gooch winning the golf tournament. I hope he breaks through again and uh, things go good for him. Wow, I love it. Yeah, I I mean, we, all three of us would love to see that. And I think that was that, that was Brian's pick, and it's just not too awful long ago. So you two are in lockstep. Bright minds awesome. think alike. Sure. Well, Andy, before we let you go, tell everybody again – how they can get a hold of you and work on improving their game to the best of their abilities. Hey, I appreciate it. My number is 405-535-2529. Um, and I can, guarantee, uh, I can guarantee you if you come see me, 
whatever you're wanting to improve in your golf game, you're going to improve. So, uh, how's that? That's, that's awesome. A, and Andy, Andy teaches very centrally located at Lake Hefner, right? So whether you're in Norman, Edmond, or any of the surrounding suburbs, Mustang, Yukon, Midwest City, easy to get to. And I tell you what, it's an enjoyable lesson. You know, I, I've done it with Andy, and he's just a good guy. Makes it makes you feel comfortable. You know, I literally had the chipping yips, and he made me feel good about myself before I left that that hour session. That's important. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, hey, if we don't have fun, it's your fault. <laughs> Andy, appreciate it. Hey, we'll talk to you next week, and we'll be recapping a Waste Management Phoenix Open winner, and hopefully you're right. Hopefully it is uh, Taylor Gooch. That would be awesome. Keep our fingers crossed. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys. I'll see you next week. Okay, thanks, Andy. Have a good one. We'll take a timeout. Gimme Zone is brought to you by Elite Roofing Systems. Give them a call, Norman and Oklahoma City, 405-361-3094, or for our friend's out in Tulsa, you can give them a call, 918-984-5475. Website, EliteRoofOK.com for all of your residential and commercial roofing needs. Let's head out to Jimmy Austin next, where Tyler Woodward going to share with us the latest at the Jimmy right after this. Gimme Zone, we are back with you on The Ref, brought to you by Elite Roofing Systems. Check them out in Norman or Oklahoma City. Easy. Give them a call, 405-361-3094. In Tulsa, number to call, 918-984-5475. Joined by one of our favorite guys, Tyler Woodward from over at Jimmy Austin. How's uh, things going over at Jimmy Austin? Good morning, guys. Man, it's uh, it's been good. It's been, uh, you know, we've, we've been saying it for for 24, 28 months, golf golf business is good. Golf is uh, has has kind of caught its stride. Uh, we keep thinking that we've reached, you know, the excitement level that we haven't seen in years and years, and it just keeps outdoing itself. Um, so, you know, we and then and then on top of that, we've had some good winter weather uh, outside of you know last week. Uh, yesterday was. Uh, in the 60s, the day before, you know, Thursday was in the 70s. So um, our membership is happy. Golf course is in great shape. And, uh, yeah, we're we're just excited to kind of get get through the the rest of this winter winter splash and then get right into spring and get, get, get the season rolling. Hey, Tyler, tell us, yes. Jimmy has a ton of good tournaments coming up this year. Tell us what you have on the slate at the Jimmy this year. Yeah, we, we're excited. It's, you know, championship golf course, that's what we want to do is we want to host championships. And, and something we hadn't done in a long time uh, is, is gotten back in kind of to the high school uh, state championship realm. Um, so we're going we're gonna to go ahead and host, uh, the, you know, the 6A high school state in May. Uh, there'll be a, a big preview event um, in, in March um, that's, you know, it's, it's kind of a neat deal. Norman North and Norman High are both the host schools of 6A state, uh, which – you know, just kind of brings a whole city back in. Uh, Norman, we're very blessed in the sense that it is a it is a golf central kind of town. Um, we've got some great golfers. We've got some great golf in town. Um, but it's nice to have both of those schools, you know, working together. And that that goes to uh, you know TD O'Hara doing a great job. You know, getting some guys in place and Ryan Rayner and Greg Gross uh, as those coaches, respectively, for North and High. Uh, but it's not necessarily you know obviously they want to go out there and beat each other on the course. Uh, and win that state championship, 
but it's also about, you know, getting these kids the best golf experience they can have. And, and really, you know, some of them hopefully will, will have the chance to, to play at the next level. Uh, and if they're, if they're good enough, hopefully they'll play, you know, become a sooner and, and compete for that, you know, that national championship. For those that haven't been to Jimmy, what I was most impressed with the first time I stopped by and played, the course is in great shape as always, but the practice facilities are very elite and have been upgraded in recent years. You bet. Yeah, we, we finished up, uh, you know, part of part of a massive renovation. It seemed like, uh, you know, those those members uh, <laughs> will remember it uh, either fondly or, or, or try to forget it. But, uh, you know, we went through about a two-and-a-half, three-year renovation um, of all of our practice facilities, of all of the championship golf course, entry drive, you know, put a short course in for the men's and women's golf team, um, really just kind of, you know, built an indoor. Our, our Kali Indoor Training Center is, is unbelievable with full simulators, three hitting bays, um, I have I have a, a equipment room in there for for changing lies and lofts and and really being able to build and change whatever we need um, and then you jump right right from there into one of the bays and and get your get your numbers from Foresight Sports and uh, on the Foresight quads and and then we can we can tweak from there so it has it's kind of been you know it's been a fun fun ten years uh, I'm excited even more so I, I joke all the time that you know this is the time to really mow and maintain and, and make it as elite as possible we've got we've got all the hard work or a lot of the hard work done uh now it's about how good can we make it and and really represent you know central oklahoma or central united states oklahoma golf um but just something that that the university can be proud of and, and our members uh you know can utilize and be proud of as well well speaking of the university we have a big fundraiser sooners in the desert tell everybody about that what that benefits I think it's – I've personally played a bunch. I've had the pleasure of playing with you out there. Tell everybody uh, how you do the event, where it's at, and how great that event is and to be a part of it. You bet. This, this is something that started back in 1999. Uh, I came on property in 2004, so uh, I can't take credit for, for the starting of it, but it's been a, a great evolution, um, you know, where we, we had a large and, – and we still have a large group of – of Oklahoma folks, Sooners out in Palm Desert, California. And the idea kind of spurred around to where, how can we go about raising money? You know, we, we raise a bunch of money for the university, but this is just for the golf club itself. Um, so all the proceeds go straight back into Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club um, for projects. And, and, and it's just a, it's an incredible deal. Um, we've, we've been fortunate to have the support of a lot of our athletic department celebrities and our football coaches and, you know, Coach Chibble is gone a bunch. Veronique is gone. Um, past players, um, you know, and, and so it turned. It has turned into, you know, a little bit of a, an animal. I was t- saying at the break to a couple of you guys off air that, you know, this is the 15th that I've been a part of of the 21 that we've done. Um, and this is the first time we've ever gone to a wait list. Um, so we're, it, we're very fortunate. We played at a club called Bighorn. Um, and I was sitting a couple of years ago with Coach Switzer after the fact and, he was holding court like he like he does so well, and said, "You know, Tyler, what what an incredible event! What would you want to do to change it or make it even better?" And I said, "Well, I said, Coach, I love hosting the extra golf leading up to our event, and we've always hosted our event at really really nice clubs. Um, but I said I'd love to host it at Bighorn." And he goes, "Well, I know R.D. Hubbard, uh, who has since passed away, sadly, but um, he said, he, you know, Hubbard and I were buddies back whenever I was the head coach at the Dallas Cowboys." hang on. And he literally calls him on his cell phone at that moment. And Artie would answer, answered. And he said, Artie coach Switzer. 
my boys here at Jimmy Austin want to host their event out there, and I figured I'd just call the man. And he said, well, perfect. Well, I'll have Travis call him next week. And lo and behold, my phone rings the next week after we get back from California to Oklahoma, and it's Travis, their director of golf, saying, Mr. Hubbard told me you'd like to host your event out here. So this will be the third time we've done it there. Uh, and it's just a treat, just really, really special facility uh, and something for our guys. You know, 134 players this year, which is just incredible. 1,600 miles away from Norman, Oklahoma. That's fantastic. Awesome that it's grown into that. Last question, and we'll let you get out of here and back to enjoying what's left of your regularly scheduled Saturday here, Tyler. PGA head pro at Jimmy Austin, Tyler Woodward's been hanging out with us. Tell everybody that maybe hasn't been out to – Jimmy Austin recently. I mean, the clubhouse has been totally renovated. It's amazing in there. You've got uh, some of the best uh, golf attire. Oklahoma gear is in the the uh, shop right there at Jimmy Austin. What do you guys have going on? And uh, what about Abraham Answer? You, you like his chances coming up over the weekend here? He's right there in the hunt at the Waste Management Phoenix well, Open. That's right. You know, I, I do. We, we, we pride ourselves with our retail shop. Uh, you know, we always say, the one-stop shop for exclusive OU apparel that you're not going to find anywhere else. And, and those brands, uh, you know, speak for themselves with Peter Millar and Lulu and Travis and, and a bunch of others. Um, but, you know, touching on Abe, I heard you guys talking earlier about him and uh, whenever AB was on and, and, you know, the stature thing, I, I can't stress to you enough. I'll tell you a quick story and then I'll let you go. But um, Coach Hibble, first year, he's so excited, calls me and he says, hey, Woody, come down here. I got this transfer kid. I got it. I want you to see him swing the golf club. And I said, okay, you know, I drive down there and, and our relationship with, with both of the coach, both of the coaches and both of the teams are incredible. And that's how I've always wanted it to be and how it will continue to be. Um, and so I drive down there and I said, Hey, Hib, what's up? Where's this guy at? He points and I go, okay. And he starts, you know, he's making some swings <laughs> and whatever else. And, and obviously it's pure, but it is, it's, you know, the stature that I'm expecting a Chris Goddard up, just ripping it, you know, 330, 340, that's got Hibble all excited. And, and I, you know, I walk over and introduce myself and, and, you know, this, he, he always went by Abe here at OU. Obviously he's kind of switched over to the Abraham uh, full name. Uh, and he said, hello, sir, Abe. And I go, Abe, it's really nice to meet you. I'm not much older than you, so you don't have to call me sir, but I sure hope you can chip and putt well. <laughs> what, what's, awesome, what's awesome about him is, is he kind of, he just kind of looks at me and he, you know, he, he had that swagger, had that confidence. Obviously, you don't win the Jack Nicholas Juco Player of the Year without having skill and talent. And then a guy like Ryan Hibble, why we're so fortunate to have him and we talk about him all the time, is because he has that ability to see the Jonathan Brightwell transfer to this Chris Goddard up Abraham answer coming out of the Juco in his first year on campus. And what a, what a trajectory Abe really put our team on, not just him, but he kind of started it off. Uh, and it's so, so refreshing and so exciting. I text with him a bunch, you know, just giving him, giving him congrats and whatever else. And, and it, it is so exciting to see him kind of come into his own with his success because he's been a, been a little bit of a journeyman. He's, he's had, great success but he was on the corn ferry for a, quite a, quite some time uh and now he's just a staple of the top 10 and he's going to be a staple of the president's cup and and then you know of, of competing in majors every year um so and and lo and behold the, the young man can still chip and putt really well so <laughs> has he ever shot back at you and said hey can i chip and putt worth a darn huh I'm telling you, we he was he comes in to, for Coach Hibble's event sooner open every year at the Jimmy and 
Um, and last year, you know, he, a bunch of us were kind of messing around after after the round before the dinner, and you know, we're we're hitting some long putts. And of course, you know, whenever those guys are chipping or putting, everyone has a chance to go in. Um, and and we kind of had to handicap it in a way um, that you know maybe if he was going to hit some chip shots, we were going to put him in a little worse lies or or we we're going to step on his ball a little bit. And I mean, he's still he's he's got an incredible feel and touch around the greens. And he has. He's he's put in the work. He's, you know, he's not going to ever be your long drive champion, but he's going to be a guy that's going to put himself in position. And and like a lot of those guys who have that talent, it's pretty amazing what they can do with their long irons and their fairway woods. That you would think, you know, I, I'd be feeling pretty good if I did that with my wedge. Um, so great, great success. And and it is. It's it's just one of those. I love seeing him every week up there. We've got some other guys on tour that that have you know have a chance to make a splash and. It's it's refreshing, and I know Coach Hibble, he loves to see it uh, because that's just a recruiting monster for him. Uh, anytime, anytime they mention Abraham Answer in University of Oklahoma, I know a big smile comes across his face. So, hopefully, he chips and putts well this weekend. That's what we're all pulling for. Tyler, thanks, no man. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll see you soon out at Jimmy Austin. All right, boys. Have a great day. Thanks for having me on. Pre- appreciate it. Waste management, Phoenix Open. Before we get out of here, guys, who do you guys? Uh, who do you guys like? Well, I've got I've got Taylor Gooch or Abe Answer. I'm I'm going to be a homer on this one. I, I I like both those guys' chances. I give Gooch a little bit of favor, uh, a little bit slight edge, simply because he hits it much longer. It's a driver's ball course, and that's why I'm going to go with Brooks Kepka still. I just think he's going to win it for the third time in five tries. If I had to pick someone outside of him, that's up there. Uh, to make a run, I don't think this guy can win. But Harry Higgs, his personality fits this golf course. He was chugging beers on 16 on the opening day. He <laughs> didn't on day two. Opening day, 600. Day two, two over. So he needs to chug some beers on 16. And I think he could, you know, maybe get a top 10 here. Looking at the the leaderboard just one final time real quickly before we get out of here, it is Sahith Tigala at 1,200 par, Kepka's at 10, and Xander Shoffley's at 10. Just to not pick Kepka, the same as you did, Matt, I'll say Shoffley to go with a favorite here to find a way to win this thing. But it should be fun. Hey, that's it for us. Thank you to all of our guests. One final time, thank you to Elite Roofing Systems, which, of course, brings you the Gimme Zone every Saturday. You can give them a call, 405-361-3094 in the Norman and Oklahoma City area. In Tulsa, 918-984-5475. For Matt, for Brian, I'm Josh saying so long. We'll see you next week right here on The Ref.